With two successful Christmas markets already behind us, the festive season at Monocle is well and truly underway. As an extra treat, we're delivering a short and snappy series of the Chiefs to keep you company over the holiday season. From retail to media, security and beyond, we'll look at what to watch out for as 2022 comes into view. Today, we start with a man who's got a significant task to pull off before the new year begins, ensuring Christmas and its many gifts and cards are smoothly delivered. We're not quite in Lapland, but we are in Finland's capital Helsinki at the headquarters of the country's postal service, Posti. Ahead of the firm's peak season, CEO Turka Kusisto and I sat down to discuss everything from pandemic response to how to keep logistics sexy. Plus, a new flagship for Posti's innovative post office model, where you can try on and return your items on site and in style. I'm Tyler Brule in Helsinki, and this is The Chiefs on Monocle 24. Turka, let's start. We are sitting in your headquarters of Posti. This is a company of considerable scale uh, in the world of, of logistics. Christmas is upon us uh, right now. So I think the first thing that our listeners, whether they're sitting in Finland or they're in Estonia or they're somewhere on the other side of the world, are they going to get their Christmas packages on time this year? Yes, they are. Uh, this is obviously the most important season for any logistics company and uh, obviously also for Posti. And uh, just to give comfort, we've been preparing for this peak season already like for 10 months or 11 months time. So it is uh, the most important effort for the year and uh, we are well prepared. Maybe let's speak about where we are uh, at the moment. We see, of course, supply chain crunches mm-hmm. all over the world right now, that there is bottlenecks at major hubs. People are not getting their their deliveries. We've ended up in this very curious position. Many of us know know why, because of obviously uh, what we've all been living through for the past uh, 21, 22 months. But are there other forces that came into play as well? If we look especially the Nordics and, uh, for instance, Finland as a country or geography, we've been somewhat behind the global development of e-commerce. And now what we have seen in the Nordics and also in Finland, uh, that this obviously very unfortunate uh, COVID-19 pandemic, it has really accelerated the e-commerce penetration. So it was in a way there to come, but then this uh, COVID-19 time frame has been a bit of a time machine. So we have accelerated the de- development at least by two years, and uh, that is uh, most likely to large extent here to stay. Obviously, the growth rates might be normalizing a bit, what comes to e-commerce growth velocity. But at the same time, we also see that the customers are more and more interested in purchasing, you know, full value chains and more integrated solutions. So logistics is under very rapid and very thorough development during this decade. It's remarkable that you say that because I think the world looks to the Nordic region for, for leadership in so many ways because of, yes, you, you maybe we look across uh, the Gulf towards Estonia there you have a nation which has been leading the way when it comes to digital democracy, for example. Of course, we're sitting in a city right now, which very much gave the, gave birth to, of course, uh, the handsets uh, that are sitting around us. Sadly, not many of them are, are, are Nokia at this point anymore. Why do you think the region, though, is a little bit slower on e-commerce? Uh, because, as I said, the, the impression would be that you would have been much faster, or at least in, in step with the rest of the world. That is a great remark because in many fronts of digitalization, Nordic countries and Finland has been one of the forerunners. For instance, online banking and what have you have been here for decades already. But then looking into e-commerce, that's a great question. 
maybe it is uh, to some extent related to very large uh, market forces uh, emerging in uh, in US in form of Amazon and then obviously multiple larger players in the Far East, uh, China and uh, other countries on that region. But then we cannot uh, forget the different geographical specialties that we face in the Nordic countries. We are fairly sparsely populated areas where it's a bit more costly to come up with new business concepts and also develop the logistics. So that might, to some extent, explain that why are we, to some extent, behind. But I'm more than convinced that the same development will also happen or materialize in all of the Nordic countries. So we are in the Christmas period, but if we just look back over the last 20 months, what is that meant in terms of just cardboard packages, boxes coming via e-com through people's letterboxes uh, in their remote pickup boxes? What type of volume increase has this meant for Posti? It has been a double-digit volume development throughout the whole pandemic. And uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, the second week of March 2020. And all of a sudden we reached, over a couple of uh, weeks, the traditional peak season volumes of 1 million parcels per week. And uh, ever since we've been on that level. And then we fa- when we faced the first uh, peak season during the pandemic time, the volumes were like doubled. So it has been really stretching the scalability of our platform, but I need to send my recognition to whole post organization that they have done tremendous job in terms of scaling up for this volume growth. Now, we've seen, of course, all over the world, whether it's uh, private sector, of course, uh, you know, logistics players, you are state-owned. Everyone wants to be in a position of, of innovation in terms of covering, you know, literally those, not even like the last kilometer, it's really getting you those last five meters uh, to the letterbox, to to the front door. And there we've seen no shortage of drone video and and new delivery patterns that way. We've seen uh, ground-based drone systems, all kinds of things are at play. But right now, it still comes down to human power that is going to get the letter, the package to, to the front door. And we know that right now, of course, it's very difficult. What has that meant for you in a market like Finland, uh, which in one way is, is a very homogenous uh, society. Of course, you're, you can benefit from being a part of, of the EU and certainly having flows uh, of, of labor. But we know that these flows are very difficult um, at the moment. So I came into the lobby and I saw some very nice uh, posters here, sort of Playmobil style, cool looking delivery men, nice beards, nice tops. There was definitely a, a big uh, video screen as well. Very much sort of, you know, I would say, sort of paying, you know, homage to, of course, the people that are delivering every, every day. How do you make this a sexy, attractive job? That's a great question. And uh, we've been thinking this a lot. And uh, 2020, when we revisited or renewed our strategy for the next uh, next coming years, we intentionally decided that the parcels and the uh, flows of goods will be now in the very core of the strategy of Posti Group. And then how to really succeed uh, to execute the strategy boils down to a rather simple triangle of having the best experts uh, of the industry working for us, the needed technology, innovation, and uh, lock tech, as, as we say, a part of the triangle. And then thirdly, the industrial scale, uh, networks and supply chain capabilities that we possess. But I cannot address it enough that it, it is all about people. This is very labor-intensive business, and even though there are different technologies emerging, what comes to warehouse automation, uh, uh, delivery methods even, 
but for, for many years still, this is very labor-intensive business, and we need to take very good care of our employees, make them as the local local heroes of the deliveries, and then pay great attention to our employer branding, employer image. And there we have, in all fairness, quite a lot to be still done. But I think that we have selected the right path. And uh, what we've now seen over the last couple of weeks, once we have started to pay even more attention to attracting uh, logistics employers to Posti and how to retain them, we've been actually rather successful in terms of increasing the number of applications and uh, Maybe even in that quest, uh, the, our institutional value, so to say, plays for us because we have a rather uh, respectful organization known very well in Finland. So uh, it won't be easy, but uh, I'm very confident that we are capable of attracting the best industry experts for positive. And it's interesting because we know that there are social and, and economic conditions in Finland that that allow for this. But as as an employer, and maybe this is your moment to do some recruiting elsewhere, even in the EU. I'm not sure if uh, certainly a full working knowledge of Finnish and or Swedish uh, is is necessary for applicants. But what would you say that uh, Posti does different than maybe some of your other public sector uh, partners or, or private sector partners as well, if, if I compared you to maybe one of the companies that is owned by Deutsche Post, for example? One thing that is very important for us and uh, where we have invested quite a lot, is how to integrate immigrants into our system and into society. Let's take, for instance, the early morning newspaper delivery in Helsinki area that is almost fully deployed or um, uh, provided by immigrant-based employees. So uh, that is a great capability and competence that we have uh, developed over the years, and uh, that is a very important resource pool as, as well for us. Is this also a program about making people feel woven into Finnish society as well. You know, part of what you're doing is also delivering, in a way, a document of, of what it means to be in a democracy, that this is an essential service to be able to deliver news. Uh, it's not just a luxury item. But uh, wh- why the mission and maybe why the focus to also work with, with uh, immigrant communities around this? All in all, if we take uh, the helicopter point of view and um, we dig into our purpose statement responsibly, delivering what matters to you on your terms. That is actually very important from the point of view of understanding that Posti is really about providing services that are very important, both for the sender's side and also for the recipient side. And as our employees are working alongside this value chain and these deliveries, they actually feel very important, the integrated part of keeping the, yeah, even the society up and running. So uh, thereby, when the immigrants are entering or integrating into our uh, platform, they have also a great opportunity of uh, seeing that how different things are, are, are really functioning in, in, in Finland, for instance. Let's go from the other side. So we've just talked about the delivery of, of news, the morning paper. The other side of it, and this was um, maybe one of the starting points why we're here today, why we wanted uh, to have this discussion. So our listeners and, and readers will know that we've covered the story once or twice, but you've delivered something very interesting in the center of, of Helsinki. It's a concept called Box. Uh, it sits amongst really uh, the best retailers, globally recognized retail brands, and you've created a space out the back of Stockman Department Store where, of course, you can go and, uh, and, and pick up uh, a, a delivery yeah, that might have come from any corner of the world, and you can go and, and pick it up out of a box with, with a code. Uh, and that's, that's maybe not so unique or, 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 or so different. 
But you've thought about really the entire supply chain. Often we know that, especially in COVID times, people added on maybe a few too many kilos. You thought that you were a medium, but now you might even be an extra large, but you still order the medium. You need to send that item back. And then we're in this environment in your post office with beautiful lighting, great dressing rooms, full mirrors. Uh, and then you have the ability, of course, then on the spot to go and, and send it back as well. So here I want to talk about innovation because a lot of, uh, of course, businesses will talk of innovation purely in, in digital terms today, digital innovation, digital innovation. Here you did something physical. What was the thinking there? Because it's, it's quite remarkable. I'm interested in the lessons that have been learned. Uh, and, and where do you see that concept going? Does this become, at a time when we see post offices closing down all over the world, uh, is this also how the post office maybe starts to come back into the community in an interesting way? Box by Posti was a very interesting project when we initiated it, and uh, it really boils down to, to some extent, even reinventing the e-commerce experience. And uh, for us, putting more effort behind the customer centricity has been the key driver in our new strategy. And thereby, we wanted to also look into that, what can we do differently to promote e-commerce and the shopping experience, or the pickup experience, to be a bit more precise and uh, Thereby, we decided to go all in to do the next generation flagship store in the middle of Helsinki to provide um, uh, services around sustainability, fitting rooms, uh, a lot of personnel uh, to assist our, our customers. And, uh, and all in all, when we look into innovation, you need to have all the digital components. But in our world, it is very much also what comes to real life processes and manual work and also people involved. And for instance, when we are deploying our new services, what comes to next day deliveries, whether they are, you know, for parcel locker stations that we, by the way, happen to have more than 2,000 in, in Finland alone, and the next generation home delivery concept that we came up with the spring of this year was something that the organization was capable of innovating parallel with the traditional, you know, operations and processes. And all of a sudden, we were capable of implementing a completely new process with increased customer value, improved customer experience, including the physical and digital components. So in logistics, it's always about combining the physical with digital. Maybe just bring us up to speed about this delivery project that you launched in the spring of this year, because delivering things, of course, to an environment where you have to go and pick them up, try them on and send them back and interact. But what was the step that you made this spring? Especially during the COVID-19 times, the need for home deliveries has increased because obviously people were even restricted to leave their homes. So, And we had certain pain points in our former process, so to say, that uh, the recipient didn't know what is the exact time that you need to be at home to receive your parcel or shipment. But thereby we implemented a new process with new digital features that where you can actually select at the time of purchase that what is the plus minus 15 minutes interval you want the delivery be at your doorstep. And once our van next day then goes to the route, you can start to follow the approaching van from your mobile application to see that you are precisely at the same time at your doorstep when the parcel is actually to be delivered. And this is something that we've received quite a lot of positive feedback from our customers that this has been really something that they have wanted to see in form of development of doorstep deliveries. I'm curious on that point, because this demands, or it sounds like it demands, of course, that 
I have a smartphone. And one of the things when we look at logistics providers around the world at the moment, again, be they private sector players, be they traditional postal services, is, of course, again, advancement in terms of digitization, but also knowing that we have an aging society as well. And we certainly know in Finland as well, generally, Finns are not getting any younger. So I'm also keen to hear, that's great if I've got a smartphone, but what if my name is Pekka Lettonen and I'm living 60 kilometers outside of Latti and I'm 85 and I'm not part of digital society? I've sort of missed that cycle. What is the post office, or what is Posty, I should say, thinking about in terms of a graying society and part of society that we see is often being left behind at the moment. What comes to non-city areas, Posti actually plays even more important role what comes to getting the mail, parcels and other shipments in the right places at the right time. And there, again, our employees step in. They fairly well know all the routes and who are living alongside the routes. And so they are capable of them providing easy access to our services if needed and That is something that we need to continuously keep in mind when developing our services further. Posti is providing services to all Finns here in Finland. So thereby we need to have all the demographies uh, represented in our service and product portfolio. But it is finding the right balance what comes to self-service, digital services, but then providing the needed experts to provide the service physically or in person when needed. We've touched and discussed Finland at length. Of course, you are not an island. You're part of an interconnected world just by virtue of of what you do. If we look beyond this, and certainly to your neighbors, we've seen consolidation, of course, in the Nordic region and certainly levels of consolidation in other parts of the world. Now, we're not at the end of the year and you can't really look into the future too, too much just yet. But how do you see it playing out? Are we looking at a Europe potentially or even across continents where when it comes to traditional postal services... Is it going to be 10 global players or are we still going to see that Posty is going to be Posty and Switzerland will still have Swiss Post, etc.? Or do we see much more coming together or will it be a little bit hybrid still, do you think? I would guess that what comes to logistics, parcel and courier businesses, we will see at some point of time a consolidation waves. But what comes to the so-called postal side, the traditional mail business, most likely that will stay rather domestic because there is always the local legislation in place and there are different applications, let's say, for the universal service application, for instance. And as we know, the volumes are declining very rapidly in the traditional postal businesses side. So thereby, my guess would be that the traditional postal business will remain rather domestic, but most like during this decade, we start to also see that consolidation might happen because at the end of the day, this is a game of scalability. So most likely that is something to become during this decade. Tell me if we, again, maybe look across the horizon into 22, 23, 24, maybe what a day in the life of a postal service or a logistics player is going to look like. So, for example, do we see a stretch in the day? Is it going to be round-the-clock delivery? Because, of course, people can shop at all hours. We know that people are working out at the airport overnight. They might be sleeping all day. I want to get something. I have to sign for it at a certain time. You know, whatever it may be. So we talk about a 24-7 society up to a point, but then we do know that oftentimes the post office is, you know, only open from 9 to 5. I can only get things delivered at a certain time. Do you see that this is going to become a little bit more around the clock when it comes to also getting to the end consumer customer? Most definitely. Micro-logistics will be 24-7. And that is something Post is working towards. 
for instance, our new norm that we want to provide for our customers is the so-called next-day delivery. Order today, receive tomorrow. And uh, for instance, for this particular peak season, we have opened Saturday deliveries for even more than 100 locations or municipalities in Finland. So widening the footprint what comes to close to 24-7 capabilities. And when we look even further to e-commerce development, one thing that uh, will also emerge even more rapidly is the B2B e-commerce. And just consider a construction workers going to the construction sites. They might want to receive some of the goods already in the very early, early in the morning. So nighttime deliveries to outdoor parcel lockers, for instance, what we are already now implementing in Finland, might be a great vehicle also to promote the B2B e-commerce development. So uh, most definitely it will be a 24-7 game sooner than we expect. Again, as we look ahead, one thing, if we maybe compare your sector with maybe the aviation industry and certainly the airline industry, we see a lot of brands. And then, of course, under those brands, we see airlines with leasing arrangements. We see crews contracted in. And oftentimes we see those brands fall apart. They flare up as problems for people who work in corporate communications because it wasn't the plane I thought it was booking. Then it's another operator. The crew came from somewhere else. I didn't have a good experience. And oftentimes you see the brand holding their hands up saying, well, wasn't my problem, wasn't our plane. It's leased from somebody else. But ultimately the passenger went to that website from that brand to book it. For you as as a CEO and leading a company where we know obviously things of course go wrong because that is part of logistics, where does the buck stop? because you're posted, does it matter who the person it's contracted out to? Is it an apology, we will fix it? Or are we moving into a place that there are a series of checkpoints along the way where you have to put up your hand and say, well, that's not our problem? If there is a missed delivery or some other problems in our process, it's always post-this problem. And we need to do our best to really understand why a delivery has gone wrong, and then obviously do the corrective actions and take good care of the treatment of the customer who might have been disappointed. But I cannot address it enough that our strategy really builds on our own employees. We are employing more than 20,000 colleagues across the whole organization. And I genuinely believe that having these experts that have been doing this business for more than 300 years, close 400 years, when we build on those capabilities, that actually becomes the platform of further development. It is easier said than done. And obviously, when factoring in also the traditional mail items and advertisement mail items, we are delivering close to 2 billion shipments annually. So we cannot promise that everything is always correct. But we need to you know, improve day after day and be very humble in front of our customers and have a open dialogue with our employees to improve the customer experience. And that obviously then builds up this brand value and then the flywheel goes on. When you look across the world, who do you admire in the logistics space? Do you look to Asia and say, wow, the Singapore Post have got it right? Do you look at the US Postal Service? Are there gold standards? I think for a lot of people probably listening today, waiting for their packages in this Christmas period, would you say is there sort of a top three, the luxury group of postal players? There are many very good postal companies around the world, and this is an easy business to go to meet them because we are not competing globally. We are rather domestic businesses, so we are exchanging information also between the different postal companies. But if I was to select a postal company, I would mention PostNL from the Netherlands. In many ways, they've been rather successful when it comes to managing the transformation that all postal companies are undergoing. The digitalization driving the letter volume down and then the e-commerce growing up. At the same time, facing obviously 
very diverse competition. And in that quest, I think that PostNL has locally done a great job in terms of uh, managing the traditional mail business and then growing their parcel business within the e-commerce. And finally, uh, just uh, before we go, because I know you have to get back and help load trucks and at least make sure that everything uh, is getting out uh, on time. As we emerge from this particular period that we're in, and people get out more, and hopefully there's a return to the office, and we see more socialization, more interaction. It was interesting when you said earlier about the role that your delivery teams play in the rural parts of of this country, that there is this real face-to-face interaction that happens in the same way that you have the interaction over counters still in some spaces as well. How do you see cities? Because, I mean, this is a place that you need to function, and this is where your, your market is. But do you see a hollowing out, more empty shops? Do you see more entrepreneurship coming back in? Are we all just going to be sitting at home waiting for packages to arrive? It seems like almost we're divided into two camps right now globally, that there are those who are really pushing for reurbanization and people who believe that actually in time this will all get back to normal. And there's many other forces, maybe some people with vested interests who think, no, this is just better that everyone is at home and the products and the offers can wash over us. And I'm wondering, is there... uh, a view from Posty as to how you see this, and also, I guess, also your role in quite a unique country like Finland as well. Most likely, there will be customer groups with a certain degree of polarization that, that they really want to consume the deliveries and the products at home. But by large, I believe that we are going to some extent back to normal that we had before the pandemic. But based on our research and our surveys, what we have conducted, we still believe that vast majority of the e-commerce consumption is here to stay. But how the pickups will be then done? Are there home deliveries to the doorstep or pickup station deliveries to uh, box by post or parcel stations? We believe that there will be still a huge demand for pickups and also parcel locker stations because people will go out and start to open their lives after the societies are opening up. As we are approaching uh, Christmas Eve, any special learnings from your friend with the white beard in Roivenimi? I'm wondering, does he have a seat on the board of Posty? <laughs> Not yet, but we have a specific uh, Santa Claus post office in Rovaniemi, so he's a very integrated player within the team. Wonderful. Kitos. Uh, wishing you Merry Christmas. My thanks to Posty CEO Turko Kusisto for this week's episode of The Chiefs. And if you'd like to see this interview and more festive stories, Monocle's special winter newspaper has just hit newsstands. This episode of The Chiefs was produced by Paige Reynolds and edited by Steph Chungu with the recording assistance of Desiree Bandley. I'm Tyler Berlay. Thank you very much for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.